Damn, that was good. We and did it. Old guys we playing did games. It. We did it. Yay. And we didn't even coordinate us. We're out. And here we are again. It's the old guys playing games back for the second episode of season two. And it's a huge week, guys. Why is it a huge week? Ken, what the heck happened this week? Massive. Oh, You're always going to me. <laughs> You're always going to me. You have the deepest, most introspective view of the news. I do. Is that are we talking about? No, we can't talk about the no. This sad is, I mean, news come is on. Right. The biggest news in gaming <laughs> history. Can I yes. say it? Can I say it? Somebody okay. else yeah. say it. Microsoft bought Activision. <laughs> Blizzard. Well, that they, well, that they was, put that... a bid in to, to buy them. Oh, okay. Well, they accepted their bid, cool. but it has not been approved by them. Oh, sorry. Oh, the legal technicality is my bad. Activision Blizzard. For how much? Do you guys... 70... 68. No? 70. 68. Something. That was close. It went down. Brilliant. The original was 75. It went down to 68 because the stock price dropped a bit. Wow. So they were offering a premium per share. Okay, so what is dollars. what is the expectations? What does everybody expect to happen? The metaverse is going to be involved. Well, let me tell you about the metaverse. <laughs> I mean, here's what I think they bought. Um, in addition to the, all the titles, that, it's all great. They bought worlds, right? They bought all these gaming worlds, which is huge in where the future is headed. They bought Define worlds, the, but you mean just a group all, of people? No, no, no. World, no, world, no, world no, of no, Warcraft the community. Yeah, they, yeah. they, of course, they love to buy communities, but they bought the community of the players. But they bought the worlds of each of those game franchises. So okay. we've been playing Call of Duty as an example for so long, and you know we're into Caldera and Vanguard. All these, those worlds of Call of Duty are a huge thing. And when you talk about the the future of the metaverse. That concept of you go into that world immersed with your avatar, your player, and and they bought that. So communities, worlds, creators, each of those game franchises have all kinds of individual or you know companies that are creating content for those add-ons, etc. Can I answer and, a Seinfeld quote here? Hmm, yeah, worlds are colliding. Get it? Oh okay, sorry, I had to. Josh, if you don't know, Josh. <laughs> Like is a walking movie quote guy, and he thinks well, Seinfeld. mostly Seinfeld. I think, but yeah, yeah, okay. Seinfeld. Um, thank you, Jason. Movie. I do. I TV, do. TV movies. Kind of. Dude, what okay, are they? So, what do you so think? That's what's going to happen. That that's they they they're going to get those licenses, get those properties. But what as a as a customer, as a player, what can we expect? I mean, what do we think is going to happen? Any changes? Any I mean, improvements? Stability to the game? Oh, yeah, sorry. I think, I mean, I think, well, a couple of things. I think number one is, yeah, I think, well, as Xbox guys, I think we can expect maybe now we're going to get the uh, previews before others. That'd be nice. I think, I think stability, I think it brings a, um, they've, they've been clear on some of the other game studios that they're somewhat um, fine with letting them sort of run their own ships. But I think with the backing of Microsoft and the deadlines and everything else, I expect that we'll see more, um, emphasis on things like when new consoles and new features come out, that those titles will be part of that, which will be great. You know, similar to you know what they did with Halo and Gears. Um, I also think that um, Gears of War, Gears of War. Excuse Sorry, me. Yes. Assume that if you didn't know, yes. Um, I I also 
I think it's going to bring a stability. Now, the, you know, if you follow any of those companies, you know they've had some challenges recently with developers. If you played the games, you know they've got challenges with developers. They've got problems with testers. They have problems with some uh, some uh, non work related things that are you know obviously work issues. But culture, been, culture, sorry, culture, the culture. Thank you. That's the right way to put it, Jason. So I think that's all interesting. So I think from a gaming perspective, I'm hoping what we see Ken is some stability. Maybe a, a little bit more of a, a combined focus between the different uh, design houses, you know, Blizzard and Activision and others. And then obviously from what, what most gamers won't get is the really the broader reason Microsoft bought Activision Blizzard, which is really for, as Jason said, the metaverse, right? Which is really around, you know, I heard rumors that this was also offered to Facebook and that Facebook said no. I don't know if that's true or not, but, um, or excuse me, meta was offered to Meta and Meta said no. The reality is you're getting game designers, you're getting game engines, you're getting a global reach. Um, and when you want to start building out um, those assets and things inside an enterprise, corporate enterprise, I think you're going to, you're going to, it's going to bring that talent to, uh, to bear. So I think it's going to be, I think it's, it's much bigger than people realize. Right. And I think, is there any, yeah. Is there any concern that it could go the other way? Maybe pulling it into such a conglomerate that it might somehow, Yes. Wash it out. Yes. Though, they, again, I think Microsoft on in this part of their world has been very careful to not mess up the reasons they bought it. I mean, they did that with like Nokia and some of those other companies. And with their gaming division, they've pretty much let them let those shops run uh, inside their inside their little worlds with a, uh, frankly, a financial safety net, maybe uh, in, in, in the corporate safety net. Because those companies, the people say, if they're freed up from the things of having to deal with HR things and payroll and all those kind of things, can they just focus on building content? And that, that I think, so far, they've seemed to have done a good job on the on the gaming side with that. I mean, we could on the enterprise side, it's maybe a little different, right? Minecraft was an awesome buy. They did, yeah, a super super job with the that's Minecraft a good point. LinkedIn as well, and some of the others. If you look at what they bought, they've sort of started to leave them sort of in and then let them naturally combine as opposed to making big the old days they would have just ripped everything apart and pulled it in right yeah fair fair point do you guys know all the all the major franchises that we're talking about here no yes i know some of them i don't well well, of course call duty enlighten me world of warcraft Warcraft, which is where we're not really really? diablo diablo but is that is world of warcraft still big not as big as it was but it is there. There is it's still, still a, a huge culture, right? yeah, cult following. They're the ones that had. That's where the biggest problem was from a cultural perspective. Um, Overwatch, Candy Crush. So the other one. big thing they got is mobile with with this, which they yeah. didn't have a huge foothold in. And now they've got some of the biggest mobile games. Uh, those are some of the biggest ones. But there's Tony Hawk. There's Crash Bandicoot. There's Spyro. There's uh, I believe it's Bandicoot. Bandicoot. Uh, <laughs> sorry, I don't what's, play those games. Starcraft. Crash Bandicoot a PlayStation slash Sony thing? Or am I thinking of the other one, Sonic? Is that Sonic? No, I think Sonic the biggest, was Sega. The biggest game they got in the whole thing was Pet Rescue Saga. For sure. I, I agree. I agree wholeheartedly. Without a doubt. Did we ever play Overwatch, Ken? <laughs> no. Is this, I, have you I played, played it? it. I played it. I don't remember when. I was not, I was not a fan, but it's, it's been a long time. It's very, very Fortnite-y. 
It's yeah. uh, oh, is very it? fast and and there's no strategy. It's not good to it. for it's old guys like us. Gun. It's no, not really it's for old guys. Not. No, unfortunately. Aren't they making a TV, like TV series or there is a cartoon series of Overwatch? I could be I could be thinking of something think so. else. In any case, it's a huge deal and it is going to definitely play out over a so, you know uh, long period of time. It's not going to be quick. Mr. Metaverse, tell me what you think the impact is. Any type of like, where do you see it going from a metaverse perspective? Well, that, that's what I'm saying. That the the thing that it's all about these days is uh, getting your foothold in a world that yeah. people go into. Whether it's you know World of Warcraft, Call of Duty, all these things. They have the communities of people that play, and then the world that they play in. And just like when we're like, we've just played two hours or whatever it is of Call of Duty, we were in those worlds. And if that world continues to get uh, curated and built over time, and that's a place where people spend more time, then you are there in a lobby waiting for your friends. You go into the store and you buy virtual clothes. I mean, this. That's what I was just going to say. Like, yeah, this this just goes haywire. And the deeper sort of legions of, of uh, fans that you can build in these worlds, the deeper, you know, the pockets will be for those folks to want to spend money in those worlds. I think what I was more asking is like, does Microsoft now create some sort of world metaverse warp metaverse where you can travel between call of duty to overwatch to whatever as your own avatar, like a, um, what's that movie? Ready player one, like that type of thing. Yeah, it's it's an interesting it, idea. It is an interesting thought. I don't know. Yeah. I, I I have my doubts. I, I I look at what has happened with uh, with Halo. So it was three four three studios, and then purchased by Microsoft. And uh... <laughs> oh, <laughs> you need a team's call. You, you See what call. happens. You, you want, someone knows. Pause? Someone is just wait. No, someone. That's that's Big Brother. That's spooky. That's Big Brother calling J Dub. Um, I I just worry because I look at fran- uh, the franchises like Halo. Halo uh, was three four three studios. It was purchased by Microsoft, and they had a good run. But I think that they they've jumped the shark, as it were. Um, hmm. I think that it's it is hmm. it is no longer the draw that it was once was. And the same could be said for Gears of War. They published that title through Epic Games, and I just think that the exclusivity that Microsoft has given it is great, but the game is just, it has run its course. It no longer has the following that it once did. And the thing they're worried about with buying uh, Blizzard and Activision is that the, both of those companies have such a large following that um, I do worry that Microsoft will say look world of warcraft you had your day you are no longer there's not enough people playing it anymore so i'm gonna drop it yeah. well, but that, so if that's the case then that might have been the case anyway right i think um we'll see i mean i think I, I think that's a fair concern i think we've seen that they have continued to put money into in halo and others whether they're as good at games that's a good that's a good question ken that may not be the they may not be uh analogous right well, I, I hope I'm wrong. I really do, because I, I think that there's a lot of good titles, a lot of good opportunities for Microsoft to take advantage of these publishing houses. There's a, a lot of name, and then there's a, a, a whole library of 
titles that come with it that people are very big fans of. Um, and I hope they put money towards the new projects that are coming in um, and like wild ideas, you know, and start publishing. Because who's got more money than Microsoft to do that kind of thing? So not many. Fingers crossed. Got a bit of cash. Yeah. Okay. Well, that this is going to be a fun one. Undoubtedly, the story will play out over time. It's not all going to happen quickly, but we'll watch it. We're excited for us Xboxers that you know see a, a game house that owns our favorite game. That's pretty cool. So we'll see that play out. Okay. Um, the next thing, Beast and I were having a little bit of a. Oops. Sorry, Ken and I were having a bit of a <laughs> debate. It's not the first time. I know. No. It's kind of an Easter egg, right? It's kind of <laughs> we were having a bit of a debate about um, the latest Rainbow Six game that just came out. Yeah. I was excited about a Rainbow Six game and the fact that it was on Game Pass, but I was not excited about the fact that it was. What is it, Ken? What is it called? Aliens versus Aliens. It was called is Rainbow Six aliens? Extraction. Oh, my God. Cowboys versus oh, I it was oh man, zombies. it's Indiana Jones 4, isn't it? Oh, it's terrible. <laughs> it's so the I, I, skull. Yeah. So Rainbow Six first came out in 98. Um, it was a PC game uh, first. Really? And, 98? Uh, it, it, yeah. Old? Wow. Yeah. And it, it was on N64 and PlayStation 1 and Dreamcast, for crying out loud. Really? But, uh, and I've played it. And then once I got into console, it started. It came on the Xbox with uh, one called Rainbow Six 3 by that time, um, back in 2003. And, uh, and I loved it. You know, and I played all the iterations of it on on Xbox, you know, Black Arrow, and then they had Lockdown and Critical Hour and Rainbow Six Vegas. And I, I enjoy these because these are these are four player co-op tactical first person shooters that draw, you you follow the story as you go through it with your friends. And this is all what I've been talking about that I enjoy playing co-op with my friends to through the story of the game. Right. And um and unfortunately, uh, Rainbow Six Vegas 2 back in 2008, it was on the 360. Um, it didn't didn't do great. Um, so they I liked it, but it didn't sell very well. Um, and then they had one come out uh, in 2000, 2010 or something like that for the Xbox one called. Oh, I'm sorry. They were going to make one called Rainbow Six Patriots. That's what it was, but it was canceled. Hmm. and uh so seven years later 2015 they came out with rainbow six siege and i was really excited about it and the the, the videos that they showed at e3 and all that so, showed like it would be really good there's a lot of breaching you know breaking through walls destructible environments and then what they did with it they made it a multiplayer only game it was not a co-op it was not a story based it was a king of the hill it was defend and attack type game it was only multiplayer i was so disappointed in that so when i heard back a couple years ago that they were going to come out with another rainbow six game um i was really hopeful that they would go back to their their roots but they went in a different direction uh rainbow six extraction although it is a three play three player co-op and it does follow the story you're fighting aliens or some kind of sentient being i don't know what this thing is and it, it 
that's not what Rainbow Six was. If Ra- Tom Clancy, you know, and his Red Storm company developed this Rainbow Six, and it was a series of books as well, and it followed a team of military tactical soldiers, you know, going into the heart of battle. And um, this is not what Rainbow Six is. This alien base thing. This no. says right. take on a lethal mutating alien parasite in thrilling tactical co-op and Stu, yeah. your fan is like super loud so or something I, remember, I and you may have just said this so slap me but i remember rainbow six as you're on a team of like four right yes and you're very tactical it's not call of duty at all you have to be very Correct. tactical you yeah. have to watch each other's back because there's none of this health meter there's no you know right you do have some bit of armor, and you can take a couple shots, but it doesn't take more than a couple shots to kill you. So you really have to play it careful. And so, I, I remember liking it. I just can't remember which version it was. It's been a long time. But I remember playing it, and I really enjoyed it. And then all of a sudden, the next couple of titles were just, to me, bombs. Like, And that was back when you paid you know, 60 bucks, And if you don't like it, too bad, you know? Yeah. So I was not thrilled, and I haven't been back since. Yeah, so the last one I played was Rainbow Six Vegas um, back in 2008, Vegas 2. And then seven years later, they came out with Rainbow Six Siege, which is the multiplayer version. What so, was the thing we played? It was like um, set in Mexico. We played it not too, like a couple years ago. It was Ghost Recon, wasn't it? Oh, that was Ghost Recon. Got I believe. It. That was another game I really enjoyed. But the thing I don't like about Ghost Recon is the third-person view. I prefer a first-person view. But, um, but I don't know. I, I mean... Stuart, you've played Rainbow Six. I mean, I I fear that this whole franchise, which really had a lot of promise and could be very popular today, has just just fallen apart and has gone to crap. And it was Red Storm purchased or Ubisoft purchased Red Storm, and I thought, oh great, things are going to be great now. And then it, we get this is what we get. Yeah, I, I I would agree, Ken. I mean, I think you used the jump to shark earlier for Halo, but I actually think it's not even close to what we're talking about here with Rainbow Six. Right? I think. I mean, I think it, it, you know, Halo maybe hasn't been as good. And though Jason would say he loves the campaign, which we've all heard, I think Rainbow Six lost what made it special. And and maybe, I was thinking about this as you were going through the history, maybe maybe games changed, right? I mean, when we start, when we used to love... Whoa, hold on. Did, is this Stuart <laughs> saying that games are allowed to change? The, no, about, this, no. the story arc, the, well, what I does didn't. he call it? As 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 normal, Jason. Maybe let him. Maybe let him finish. Okay. As maybe maybe normal, you interrupted me before I got to the actual point yeah, of my statement. Like, I, you know, I, I I will give you props though, because what are we in now? I don't know what minute this is, but normally it's you're within the first minute. Yeah. You're on yeah. attack. So, good so back to my back to my point, which will now be more difficult to make because it's been divided. Is that um, the the way we play games has changed? We now play more multiplayer type of games, and when we liked Rainbow Six. Um, those games were much, they were the only way we could co-op and it was in a, is in a scenario. We loved that game. So we are the old guys and we love that kind of game. The younger audiences have an attention span of a sand fleet. They tend to play games that are much faster, but, um, so I don't know, Ken, maybe there's something we don't know that frankly, it's not as marketable as it was for us. Right. But I will say to you, I would agree. I loved, we like the interaction between the four of us and we play games. We like I'm going to breach. You've got my back. I mean, we were just playing, as Jason said, and we were, you know, I've got left. I've got right. Where are we going? What do you have? Those are, 
those are more strategic, even though obviously it's not chess. If right? you wonder, no, Josh can't win. It's something a little bit more, more fun. Shout out to my son. <laughs> but yeah, so that's my take on it. I just think that it's a shame because it, how difficult it is to give us a three or four person game. The question is, do they make money on those games? And is the comeback as much as it is a multiplayer? And the answer is probably no. It's why we have the, as Jason loves, the proliferation of zombies in everything. Because you can just kill a crap ton of them, right? And so they can just keep coming at you and the game keeps going. I mean, the zombie in, in I don't love zombies in Call of Duty because you know what? You can play forever. Yes. But yes. See, I, I, I was thinking about you guys talking saying I don't want zombies in Call of Duty. I think it's the right place. Because it's not going to be a no. I feel like the a standalone title is not going to sell enough to justify. At least that's my opinion. So being in Call of Duty, like you could go over there for a minute when you really just want to like mow stuff down. And sometimes you can actually pull pull rewards over from zombies into multiplayer. So I think that's I, the right place. I that's, think they have no place in in these sorts of games. Like it's a mixing of genres. I just cannot stand. I play it with you guys because it's a fun thing to play anything with you guys. But I just, I, I prefer it to be all military focused and, you know, fighting against other humans. I, I just don't love the mixing. And, yeah, uh, I think what just they're me. trying to do is they're trying to, they're trying to diversify, right? They're trying to satisfy. Uh, so Warzone is, is for the teams that like to play together and go out there and win together. Then you've got multiplayer, which you know, is like a lot strategy. of solo stuff, you know, that people like to get better and and boost their their scores and their their weapons and stuff and then zombies i think is just for the <laughs> uninitiated you know go out there and and just mow things down but uh i i think they're just putting too much in one title if they focused on one thing i think that they would be do better off but you do bring up good points Stuart, is that gaming has changed um and you're right, the kids today that are playing these games, they have a different preference than we did. You know, so that that's where the Fortnite comes in. That's where stuff like that. Um, that's why that's so popular. But that is not our forte. So, yeah, I guess we are old guys. And we're I just unfortunately, that is a hurdle I'm not able to embrace. Um, I have to just go ahead and walk around it. Yeah. But um, but I, I, I don't know. I, I, with zombies zombies standalone titles um i have played a few of them and i do enjoy them uh but it does take a certain mindset you know you have to know what you're getting into and that that's what you're all what all you're going to do is that but the fact that you have it in with built into call of duty i i do like what josh says that if you just want to take time away from the multiplayer and the, the war zone you can go over to zombies and just try something different you know and it's within the same game so and it, it doesn't a, bother there, me. And there's a bit of a story to it too. So it's like a mini campaign in some aspects. I don't know. I don't mind it. I, I'm not, it's not my go-to, but sometimes it's fun. And I think it's the right place. So I, I'd like it because the whole, uh, it reminds me of the castle Wolfenstein, you know, where, <laughs> where the, there was a game that was based on uh, a, a, I don't know if it was actual history or if it was just a, uh, fictional history that the Nazis were into the occult and they were able to create these monsters and, and, uh, and zombies. They were and, certainly into the occult, but I don't know yeah. And uh, so they, they made these zombies and, and then trying to make, you know, en uh, enemies that were hard to kill. And uh, so I enjoy that storyline that they brought into call of duty because it reminded me of the whole castle Wolfenstein thing. 
Um, but anyway, I was going to ask just uh, maybe popping over to uh, to some Call of Duty news that Stu saw. Um, Stu, did you see something about release dates of seasons? Yeah, season two. So they, um, for those who don't know, they I think we've talked about this, but they release seasons, which are big updates. Um, and they reset the counter and you have to redo your season. The new season was delayed until Valentine's Day. I think it's about, it's at least a week delay, I think, like, Ken. Yeah. I think that's what you said, yeah. It's yeah. Fe- early February. Yep. And it's on the West Coast, it's uh, 9 p.m. Pacific, February 14th. And East Coast U.S. gets at web, uh, at tw- midnight. Which means I'll be ready for the reminders from Jason to update that night. No, 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 Ken. Ken does the reminders. It starts with Ken, the, and then it persists with you. And let's not forget about the seventy-three reboots and major frustration we'll have. They, they need to fix for, the update. Hence, they for said, Josh. Yeah, for Josh. For Josh. <laughs> okay, fine. One out so of the, four. Twenty-four. The, the other thing. The the other thing is there's rumors that Call of Duty, the next version of Call of Duty, they're going to release early because of struggling Vanguard sales. So they might bump up the next Call of Duty to October is the is the rumor and it's a really sounds like it's a follow-up to that's the reason modern warfare 2019 Hmm. yeah that's what it says uh that's the second link that i pinged into the window there because of poor vanguard sales not surprising and does that mean ken do you think we'll have now five columns when you start you know it's like it's getting overboard now with how many and only ken knows what each of them is i i know too vanguard and my and uh warzone it's not that hard jason i i now, think like, i think what will happen is that modern warfare 2 will replace modern warfare that's on there now so you know they they, they had this uh, call of duty's got this um process where they every other year they have a different developer they have like three or different developers that develop this game for them and and then when they made Warzone, which was the Modern Warfare team, which I can't remember uh, if that was, uh, I can't remember who made that one, but um, they made Warzone. And they say, hey, let's capitalize on this whole Fortnite thing, this one big, you know, play area and everybody battles, you know, and all that. So they made Warzone. Was Infinity Ward? Was that Infinity Ward? It might have been Infinity War, yeah. Ooh, I got it right. <laughs> and then... Uh, and then this, the second one was called Cold War. When they came in, they were like, well, we can't abandon the, the war zone. People love that. So let's incorporate it into ours. So now they have, uh, they made three three menus where one was for Modern Warfare, the, the game, one for Warzone, one for Call of Duty, or I'm sorry, Cold War. But then Vanguard came out. So now we have four. We got Cold War, Modern Warfare, War, uh, Warzone. It's like, all right, guys. Even Ken can't figure it out. So I think the I think Modern Warfare will get replaced. And if any of you have actually tried to get into Modern Warfare these days to do anything, it really is a hassle. Um, they we have, have done because we have unfinished business. Yeah, we have some oh, uh, co-op missions that we can't <laughs> seem to finish. Pitch Black is the mission this squad cannot, for the life of us, finish. <laughs> it's not even like we get to 95%. I think we're no. at like 80%. If that... Like we're taking it too slow, but we can talk about that in a minute. Because <laughs> didn't we watch a YouTube video where yeah. the dudes did it in like thirty seconds? Yeah, no, it's like that's not our gameplay. We can't forty five yeah, seconds. Yeah, no, you're right. We got to do. We, we we have to be true to ourselves, Ken. That's right. Okay? That's right. We're that's not right. changing we for the make game. the make the game bend to our gameplay. <laughs> 
But okay. yes, well, that- I think you're right. I think Modern Warfare 2 will replace Modern Warfare in that menu system. Very cool. Okay, well, that's enough of uh, Call of Duty. We always come back to it every episode. But we're going to take a quick break and come back and talk about where we all hope and dream that the future of gaming goes. So all that and more after the break. Okay, we're back. And Ken had a really good topic for the group to talk about. And I'm going to start with Josh. Josh, when you think about where you want gaming to go, I'm just going to leave it open-ended because Ken did a good job in doing that. Where do you want gaming to go? What's your hope and dreams for? I I wish you would not have come to me first. Um, I I, I don't know. I I really, I cannot, I I can't answer that question. I just want it to be here's Stuart. what i'll say okay, i want it to be fun i want it to be fun okay you're done. and you guys talk and then i'll come up with my Stuart. real answer where, where do i think game is going where do you want it to go not where do you think it will go where do you want it to go? um i want it to be um available anywhere i want it to be Ooh, I like tell us more about that because i i have something maybe similar well what i think mean to you I think, you know, part of the challenge in the past is gaming has been restricted and or better on certain platforms because of hardware and software and network and everything else. I think with the advent of 5G, uh, potentially, and uh, as long as it doesn't take down every airplane flying in the sky, um, I think we've got a good chance, which apparently the airlines are worried about. Um, I think um, the idea that we can play on, a, I mean, I think we we can expect devices to get more to get thinner, to get more powerful, to get more mobile, to be uh, more uh, castable, right? And so the idea of being able to carry an Xbox in my pocket, even if it's, you know, uh, like a Roku stick type of thing or something like that, to where no matter where I am, I have the power of the Xbox that is not less than the power of a PC. I know that is folly right now, but what we have today is so different than what PC makers had five years ago. So my big thing is, and I'm not going to go with, I want it to be available to everybody. It's not that kind of stuff. It's not, I don't want, I don't want gaming communism. I just want, or utopia. I just want to be able to play whenever I, wherever I am to be able to pick up a controller and play. Right. And whether that be on VR, whether that be on um, handset or anything else, that's what I would, that's what I would like to do. Josh seems to have a. The the look on Ken's face was just. (laughs) When I said gaming (laughs) communism. Yes. Well, I mean, my point is. This this idea this idea that it's like, oh, it's going to be perfect everywhere, and it's going to be great, and we're going to live in blue skies and run into the fields, and everybody's going to hold a hands. And see, no, I mean the reality who is that? who who says that that'll be that'll, that'll <laughs> be the posters. I'll get you a poster, Jason. You know, <laughs> um, but but I All think right, sorry, you know, for sorry, me sorry. that's the big thing for me is I my hope is. Because I think we're always going to have crappy games. So to say, oh, I want all the games to be great would be sort of folly. I'd like to be able to play where I want to play the same way I play on an Xbox. So okay. do you think they're getting close? Do you think they're with with hmm. the cloud gaming and uh, I do. the stuff that Stadia had I done do. with I do. Google? I do. I do. And I think, Ken, this is where – and you, I'll let you expand on this because you know the techie side of this maybe better than I do. But when I think of now you have something like – you have all the game studios that Microsoft has. You throw in something like an Activision Blizzard for optimization, something that's heavily graphic oriented, something that's you know big worlds like World of Warcraft. Then you throw it into the Azure world. You throw it into the Edge world. You throw it into the 5G world. You guys can see where this is going. The power of the, of the platform sits in the cloud and the consumption sits on a display. 
yeah. not far away if you have 5G. It really isn't, right? Right. And that's my that's so that that's where I'm going. That was my thing. So I came off the top of my head, but that mine would be I just want it to be where I want it to be. And I think I think 5G, while I mean there's a lot of promises for 5G, the reality is if you're talking that kind of speed consistently, it's I think it's possible. Like latency goes down almost nothing. Kenny. So I like that idea. Um what I want I what I want to I want games to be more immersive. Mm. So I, I want I want them to Meta. be all around me. But I don't but I don't think the VR I don't I and I Jason talked about VR, but I, I don't think VR is the where where it should go. So what I what I want is more of an AR, augmented reality. I'd like to for mm. I'd like for the games to interact with my world instead of me totally going into their world. I would like a merge between them. So uh, does anybody remember the Microsoft, um, uh, was it Microsoft Lens? Is that what it's called? Um, the, the AR glasses that they make, it's, yeah. it's probably there in the back. Yeah, the HoloLens? HoloLens? You mean HoloLens. the one that Jason Thank has you. right there behind him? Yeah, yeah. So uh, the HoloLens, when they first announced it and first demoed it, they were showing games that were they were playing like Minecraft mm-hmm. on their mm-hmm. coffee table. That was cool. And that was a very, very cool, that really made me excited about AR, you know, and what it can do as far as the gaming side of things. And I think that that is something that would I would really, really enjoy is to have some kind of uh, augmented game that it interfaces with my world. You know, it sees my world, you know, my house or whatever, and then it changes it to... Um, a game, whether it maps the the walls and makes them look like the game or whatever, you know, as long as I'm not falling down the stairs, as long as it knows it's the stairs and I have to walk down the stairs because you see all these VR videos, of these people playing these games and then they fall flat on their face because they think it's real. Whereas if you actually had augmented reality that actually mapped your world within that, that lens, you could see the world around you and, and interact with it. So it's it's almost like the 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 Pokemon stuff that they're doing, but in a much more immersive way, and that's kind of where I think gaming should go, and I think gaming could go um, if if they invest in that and actually take a closer look at it. Yeah, I agree. I think that's a good one. I think I think AR is easier. A VR is easier than AR because yeah. it just takes less compute. But I, I think. I think a combo of both is key. I, I, those those demos were so cool. I mean, the, the one where the aliens were flying through the wall and you felt it. Now, it, it's cool, but it is. But you know, you have to map a room for that, and and yep. co- coding for mapping rooms is tricky, right? But uh, but I agree with you. Sure. I think that's I think that's a, I think it'll get there. I think the tech will also get that. Jason, no, I want to go back to Josh. I think he's been leaning in, excited to jump in. He does. He he's, made right, some, he's on he the made some big mean, reaction when when Ken I, said immersive. Yeah, I was really, you know, I. I was caught off guard by the question. Josh would just, just like to log that. in and but, play a game. But anyway, <laughs> well, no, no, that's, you know, you're safe. kind of right. I, I'm not like the, the whole, the technology and the 5G, like, you know, whatever. For me, like, and Ken sort of hit it when he said immersive. Like, I just immediately, when I, when I thought about it after I didn't really say anything the first time, I was thinking sports. I brought it back to sports because you guys know I love sports, right? So sports games. Like somehow being able to take advantage of the technology to really be immersed into a game, like whether it's soccer, 
or basketball or even a first person shooter, I don't know if it's VR, I don't know if it's AR, I don't know what it is, but that's where I would love to see it go to where it's like the, something Ken sent me when we're talking about the Oculus, he's like, check out this NBA courtside thing. Very similar. That's kind of what like, okay, courtside, but let me play it. Like, let me be in the game. Yeah. That's, that's where I would really like things to go to, to really perfect that VR, AR, whatever it is to be able to play and immerse like that. It's going to be like mocap, you know, you're going to have motion capture. Um, it's almost like what connect Microsoft's connect was trying to do. Okay. Mm-hmm. It would, it would know where your body was and know yeah. how, you know, a knew where you were and you, you were able to interact with the world that way, you know, using your body's motion, you know, we did something similar, but connect really actually mapped your body. And Oculus does it to some extent because it uses the handsets that you use to move and things like that. But, but connect really mapping my body and knowing where I was in the frame. Um, I really enjoy that. And I agree with you, Josh, I think having some kind of interaction like that with sports games would be really, really tremendous. Yeah, That would be crazy. That would be awesome. Okay. I'm going to, for guys like pick me up that on... dr- always dreamed of being a professional athlete. Sorry, Jason. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, it's all good. I, I'm going to pick up on, I think all of pieces of what you said. And to me, the idea of, omni connected or you can play the game wherever is cool the angle i was going to go is imagine the world of call of duty or uh, ghost recon or splinter cell or something like that where depending on what sort of access to whatever device you have which could be an xbox it could be a phone it could be a hololens it could be a whatever you you can play a different character because you've connected a different way so let's say we're playing call of duty we're on a mission and then we say we take a break and then a few hours later I pick up my phone and I'm now playing the role of like a code breaker on my phone, trying to get us into a room, breaking a code on just, you know, with my thumbs, I'm not good like mobile gaming, but I could do like puzzle games and that could get us in the room. And then I might put on my HoloLens later and I might see stuff in my room that I need to help move around. To me, the idea of being immersed in, and this is where I was going earlier with the concept of where the metaverse is going. That, that virtual world is going to live as a layer or those virtual worlds are just going to live as a layer on top of the physical world. And being able to jump in and out of that with different devices, I think is what's going to be just unfreaking believable. And I can't wait for that. And so what I'd love companies to do, game uh, makers to do right now is to start to play with the concept of being able to jump in and out of worlds yeah. no matter what device you have. And that seems fairly simple. Like what I just described, where you've got to break into a room, how many Get, you know, Call of Duty scenarios have you been in where you have to try to use a code to get into a room and then get all the loot. You could do that with a simple add-on to Call of Duty with mobile to break a code. So that's a simple example, and that's using a device we all have in our pockets. We don't all have, like, AR devices. At some point, we will. But I think that's where I'd love gaming to go, and that really emphasizes, I think, the positive aspects of where the metaverse could go. All, you know, all the eye-rolling aside that you get from folks, that's that's where I think it's just going to get spectacular for folks, whether you're like a big gamer like us or you're a casual gamer where, you know, you might just dip in and out and say, oh, here it is. And it won't be that difficult. I think one of the big friction points today that we all experience, if you've got a VR headset, or AR headset, there's a lot of friction to get in, get into a headset, get into a game um, or even Call of Duty. How much time do we spend just trying to get the four of us into the same game together? 
if Too if the gaming the that we all want to happen in the future is going to be successful, it's going to be because they remove all that friction because they've got almost unlimited bandwidth, cloud capacity, yada yada yada. I think that's got to that's got to fix be fixed before the future that we all have been talking about here happens. How far off do you think we are from a real like couple years? Legit... Couple years, I, I really do. I, and, just and in that's terms the of the headsets that I view. <laughs> Well, that's a guy that I spend a lot of time, as you know, in in the space in the and see prices. But a couple years away, and and we're into really, and then the progress on five G, um, ubiquitous access and super fast everywhere access. Uh, the device technology and prices go down, and the access to or the technology gets better. Prices go down, and access to five uh, G, they all come together. A couple years, agreed. So that's a fun topic. Ken, I, I really appreciate uh, you asking that because that's out of left field, but that's a fun one. It really got us thinking. And we'd be yep. curious as listeners um, where you hope and dream that gaming goes somewhere in the future. Okay. It is January, late January, and it's cold as heck down in here for, You know, for us Floridians. It's in the 40s <laughs> and 50s. But Ken is up in North Carolina where the Southeast, particularly North and South Carolina, Georgia, have been getting really cold. So Ken keeps sending us these gorgeous pictures of snow on the back porch that we're all, uh, you know, dreaming about, but <laughs> he brings up an, another great idea, which is what games are you playing during this time where you're cooped up in the house with your family, whether you're gaming on a video gaming platform or maybe at a more traditional board gaming platform, which is maybe where Ken was headed with it. But uh, Ken, because you brought up the topic, I'm super curious what you guys are playing. (laughs) So, um, yes, we did break out a board game. Uh, We brought out Sorry the other day. And and my my wife is is a very competitive person. (laughs) And my son is uh, has inherited that from her. So it it got bloodthirsty. It really did. And sorry. Um, I love it. Yeah. Playing sorry. But uh, some of the other games we've played, um, uh, the Jackbox games, I've mentioned them before. They're on Xbox and you can play as a family, um, stuff like that. We also do some uh, um, escape room boxes that we get a subscription to, um, to just try to get, get him away from his electronic devices. We try to play. Uh, games where he has to use his, his mind and paper and pencil and work as a team type thing. We're a small family of three, so it's it's it works out pretty well. No no siblings fighting and stuff like that. So, but uh, but I, I love I love getting together with with family and playing playing games. Um, my son and I, my wife actually, we would play Rocket League as well. Love Rocket, Rocket League. League. Rocket League is so much fun. So it's much soccer fun. with cars. And I think the four of us should really play it. It's it, it, there's not a real big learning curve to learn how to play this game. Uh, it's really it's, you got to think about physics, but um, it's so much fun. It's it's you giant soccer ball, and you're you're in these hot, souped up cars, and you're driving them, trying to bounce the ball into a into a goal. I mean, my son played the heck out of that game. He played it. He's got all the achievements for that game. He played it all the time. And I would love playing with them as well. And we played as a, as a three-person team against uh, uh, randos just so we could uh, get a chance to beat them. So. The achievement engine in that game, I think, is one of the most brilliant, addictive achievement engines ever. Because you start playing, and the achievements are like the next level of the thing you're going to get is just so easy. 
and you just keep getting achievements and there there are things that you really feel like when you play call of duty and you get achievements you get like the next level of gun you get an attachment you might not notice but in in rocket league these achievements they're adding super cool things on your car each time that you feel a difference for and so it, for a period of time i was just like totally hooked on that game because of yeah it. it's a lot of fun we should all play it sometime what I think Stu would like it with his physics background. <laughs> I think Stu, seriously, I think I, the other would like game that I keep that I keep telling <laughs> you guys about is Fall Guys. Like, I can't wait for that to come out. For Fall Guys, I, I got it. I, it was on. It's on PlayStation. I played it with my kids. It's. I'm, I'm sure it's like Rocket League. It's just so. Oh, Obstacle fun. Course! Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, this. and this it's a fun. group of like twenty or thirty people. You're trying to to navigate these ridiculous obstacles, but it's so much fun. I it's can on see Steam us having fun and PlayStation. With that. Can we play it yeah, on Steam? We could probably play it on it's Steam. It's supposed to be coming out for Xbox, though. It's it's can forever. I, so can I look at a game called Gang Beasts. Gang Beasts is, I think, a, a poor man's version of Fall Guys. Look into that one, Josh, mm. and see if that because okay. that was avail- that one's available for Xbox, I believe. Yeah. Can I say I I think we need to look at getting Nintendo Switches. I've had so many. Uh, yeah, you know why, Stu? You're saying that because our haircut guy is uh, is uh, no, not not, be- not because I'm not because of Matt though. Matt, we love you. Shout out to Matt. Um, Matt I think Matt, Matt. Um, you make you cut whatever the four hairs I have left. You make them look good, man. Um, I think for me, I want to play Mario Kart with you guys. I want to play Mario Kart. I want to. I want to. I want to curse and I want to have fun and I want to laugh and I want. How much are they? I don't know. I'm just looking, I'm looking right look now. Up, look yeah. up. I can't believe Ken doesn't have one in his house. That I it do. really is Wait, surprising. You do? I do oh, have a do. Nintendo Switch, yeah. They I look see. like 400-ish, probably. Is that yeah. right? Okay, I'm I buying one right now. I love it. All right, I'll get <laughs> one. It's on. <laughs> I cannot tell my wife. She'll be like, what in the hell is another video game coming in this house? <laughs> you may have to buy something else. <laughs> Nintendo Switch. Bought a, I, bought a, I bought a I bought an engine lift today. I don't know. <laughs> oh jeez! And he he I'll fit an engine lift in an Audi four door. I did. Wow! It came in two boxes, yeah. Ken. It's flat packed from China. So. Oh, I see. Okay. Wait, it's two ninety nine. I know. Is this what we really want, Ken? This Nintendo the two ninety nine one? Is there or are we missing something? Why is there one that's five ninety five ninety? Don't. You right. don't need to get the OLED. You don't need to get let's, the OLED one. Let's oh, not. Let's not bore the audience. Just get the online shop. Just get the two ninety. The two ninety one is and two ninety nine one is is the let's one that's got everything. Thank you, Ken. Thank you. <laughs> but Stu and I, there's no way we can buy something and know that there's like the OLED edition is a no, little bit better. No, if there's an if there's a if there's a if there's a button on my dash that's clearly not been put in, I have a problem. But that doesn't mean I need the OLED one, Ken. So I agree. If I'm going to plug it in the TV, I don't need the OLED. So. Oh, is that is that the deal? Okay. Yeah. But we're anyway. playing it in like in the in the you know doctor's office or you know the waiting room or watching your kids. Well, I'm plugging it into the TV. So. Okay. But yeah, but well, you could play it. You could play in doctor's office. That's a good point. When you're when you can you can do it yes. when you're that or in your plane or whatever. Well, they also have a Nintendo Switch Lite, which is solely a handheld. Nope. 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 No such thing. There's no. So I think we I need. Buy. I think we need. We we'll, we'll bring that. I think Josh is right. We're now we're now purchasing online, but we will um we we'll bring back our experience, and then Josh is going to be shamed into buying one. So I, I think Josh I'm... is going to get one. Well, what about games? What what family games are you guys playing? Oh. oh yeah, family games. Okay, I here's the other thing we should do. And Ken on the website chess. I on the on the photos thing. I think we should all go. Are you playing? I know Josh? Ken has this. I'm losing at chess. Sorry. I think 
Ken and I probably have a huge gaming cupboard of all our games. I have like one. board games. Okay, I have one all too. take pictures of our gaming cupboards, and and let's put them on the page. And, and I mean, because it's cool. I love. I've seen people like there was a trend for a while on Facebook where people were doing that during the start of the pandemic. Yeah. So I can give you a little tip on how you want to be because my kids are competitive too. I don't know where they got it. Um, we play games, but the way the way that Shannon and I take them down in games, and I won't go through all the games, but we've played Trivial Pursuit. But the one we have is from the early '90s, and they know nothing about that. Oh uh, uh, yeah, it's the get out of the wheelhouse. So they're what like, is that one called? Baby Boomers? It's like the original one. No, it's like the it's, no, it's like the OG. So yeah, they're like the genius. They're like, they're like yeah, it's the genius. They're like what what. What is that? We're like Cindy Lauper. Hey. It's Cindy Lauper. <laughs> so one thing, just I, I, I have an example of one, so I'm going to say it. It was my mom's birthday a few weeks ago, and we had my happy whole, birthday. <laughs> we have my and whole say your she, name. Yeah, Beth. Beth. So she, uh, so she, she came over. We had I had my my brother's family. We had probably nine people playing Uno. Oh, I love and Uno. It was so much fun to play Uno. Yeah, Uno's the best. We have a bunch of we have a bunch of Uno games. We even have the like the the one that shoots cards at you. Oh yeah, yeah, and yeah, and we do those as well. What was the? the, There's one that we play here. We played it a a couple weeks ago, where um, you draw a card and you have to do some of the crazy things on the list of of, um, and then you can make a house rules one where you make up things like you have to walk around the table by holding the (laughs) holding the card between your knees or something. You know, it's (laughs) crazy stuff. That one we played. We get pretty aggressive with that one too. So I got I got a topic that we can maybe we may or may not do. But if we think of our parents. Mm-hmm. used to have cocktail parties and used to play right. games. We're not talking seventies games, but we're talking, you know, like they used to play games. I think we should, so what was the, what were the, games what, what were the OGs? Yeah. I mean, they've always all played rummy and all those kind of yeah. things. Michigan so, rummy. Like my wife plays, Euchre. she, they're playing, um, they're doing Mahjong now. <laughs> like she went the other day to play Mahjong. They play Mahjong. Mancala is another one that. Oh, I love Mancala. Canasta. Hey, another, my, my great back rack. My great aunt who just turned a one hundred. Wow, there's a shout out. I shout out. I remember her. Yeah, happy birthday. She's a listener. Uh, and Tess, uh, I remember her playing canasta. Like she would go to her club and she would play canasta with her friends. I don't I know. Never played it. I don't. Is, but... It's just a I great do love word. Games. We should so, talk about some of those card games, parlor games. I miss. Yeah. You don't know Jack. That was the first. We're talking, was so it's funny. Funny. I, was, I was driving my son up to North Carolina the other day and we were talking, I was talking because we were trying to did find you some, see Ken and we did not cause he's a little bit further. Away. Oh, but we, we would have, I still potentially could, but we, we, <laughs> we, we, we were, I was talking, we were trying to find some trivia games to do on the way up, like to download. And there weren't a lot of good ones on the phone. So if you guys know some, give them to me, but I was trying to explain to him, you don't know Jack. He's like, what's that? I'm like, I said, see if there's an app. And I'm like, it was a great game. It was the first game, right. That combined, board game with a pc it got yeah. my then girlfriend or maybe fiance and couples we got in front of a pc to play yeah. a game that right i think that's a unique game in that yeah sense. we it did was the too. first one right can you remember we used to yeah we used to do it all the time and it was i think it was the first one that did that yeah it's the first one i can think of well, so what's anyway. the one where if you're we do it when we're standing oh, yeah, on yeah. the ride you know the trivia heads one up and heads, yeah, up. heads up that's fun that i mean fun. that's a great idea when you're sitting in a long line at it's it is a blast. <laughs> that is funny. I can imagine people playing that in line. That's great. And of course, we're all playing Wordle. Nope. Oh. 
Mm-hmm. I'm the only one playing I, I Wordle. Would, None I, of these. I don't even know what that word is. I would like. I just, okay. so much I just want to block Wordle. Can I block it's Wordle? So I don't, I don't know what fun. it is. I don't care what it is. I just know that I don't one care word what you got. Day. I know I don't care what you got. Let me just explain it really quick. Yeah, please explain it to me. I don't know what Wordle is. There's. Oh, Ken, you're going to, I'll send it to you. Ken will you're play it. Love love it. Ken. Ken and I will it's play it. It's going to be the best it. game ever. You, you have every day there's one word. The entire globe tries for that one word. You get five chances to choose a five-letter word and figure out what it is. When you fill in, when you choose the letters to try to get the word, if, it, if the letter turns green, that means you've got that letter in the right spot of the five. If you get that letter yellow, it means the letter's correct. It's in the wrong spot. So you have five chances to finally get that five-letter word. Does everybody else see what? If I got a right right letter, no, and and that's what people are sharing. They're showing uh, how long it took to get it. Um, they're not showing what letters you've chosen. I will say one thing that it took me a while to figure out is if you choose, let's say the uh, word has two of the same letter, it won't show you that you've got you know that there are two, so you can reuse so, it. So, so I'll send it to Ken. I would recommend for those that want to know why I don't play this game. There's a great Star Trek The Next Generation episode called Oh boy. Called wow. called The Game. Oh, this is a deep cut. I so highly recommend deck? I highly recommend you go watch the episode The Game, which may be prophetic to why I don't play Wordle. Okay. <laughs> I think I remember this episode, but I'm gonna go back and watch it. Wesley but, Crusher I... returns to the Enterprise on vacation from the Academy only to discover a mysterious alien game infiltrating and controlling the crew. Go watch it. It's definitely controlling me. There's your geek creds, folks. Go watch it. Okay. (laughs) Well, this was a fun episode. I have to hand it to Ken for giving us the topics, Um, although I have to give it to Microsoft for the biggest news story of the week, of maybe the past five years in gaming, maybe, maybe more. It was a tremendous, tremendous news story. Huge, huge deal. And for us Xboxers, that's a massive deal. Well, guys, I want to thank you again for showing up to do another episode. We're going to probably play again later tonight. And uh, as always, I'm Jason. I'm Josh. I'm Ken. And I'm Stu. Damn, that was good. We and did the it. old guys we playing games. We did it. Oh, Yay. And we didn't even coordinate. We're out. <laughs> Bye. Bye. All right. Bye.